Hi, welcome to our annual episode from First Pitch Arizona at the Arizona Fall League. As you may or may not know, this episode is recorded live. It starts about 11 p.m. local time on Saturday night. And uh, we certainly aren't afraid of, you know, embracing the after hours aspect of the episode. This is the second year in a row that we're doing a caveat on it and, and a listener discretion advisory just so people know what they're getting into. You know, in our day-to-day episodes, both Justin and I are uh, will drop occasional curses, um, even ranging as high as as the F word if you if you're putting them on a scale. But you know, we both try to be uh, tightened up about it and not just F bomb, F bomb, F bomb all the time because a it's just not necessary and b I just feel like we we want to have a modicum of decorum in the day-to-day episodes. Um, and I only say modicum because we're still putting in the occasional F-bomb there. But at this episode, we let it fly. That's just kind of what we do. We kind of embrace the late-night aspect of it. It's kind of closing the show for the podcast room at the conference. Drinks are flowing. And the attitudes are feeling free and easy. And we both you know, kind of curse a good bit in our day-to-day. And I understand people that are not interested in that and everything. So that's why I want to do this advisory, that it is much more heightened than it is in our day-to-day episodes. Additionally, there are people talking from the audience that isn't always picked up on the mics, although you will have several special guests that come in and, and talk with us. And they're getting free and easy and loose with it, too. And again, we embrace that. This is an episode that is, of course, best experienced live but maybe even second best experienced via the YouTube recording that you can find in the show notes here uh, from the Baseball HQ channel. And then third, I would say listening to it. I hope that you're still interested in listening to it, but I want to just make sure that everyone knows what they're getting into before they do so, so that it doesn't come off as as jarring. Again, if you've been with us for a while, you probably listened to last year's with a similar caveat, or if you've been listening for a while, you just kind of know our, our general tenor. But I just want to point out that this is Definitely a heightened, um, much freer restriction edition of what we get in the day-to-day pods. It was a lot of fun. We had a blast. Uh, our old friend Eno Saris was on, among others, Nick Pollock, uh, people you know, chiming in from the audience, as I mentioned, and it was an amazing time. Hope you enjoy listening to it. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 1228 of The Sleeper and the Bus. We are live in Arizona, Arizona Folly. We got about 2,000, 2,100 people. I'm eyeballing it here live. We are the nightcap, of course. I'm Paul Spore, joined by Jason Collette and Justin Mason. Gentlemen, how's it going? It's going fantastic. Uh, great podcast before us. You humped the floor? I humped the floor. That happened. Uh, I didn't know that we were going to cover that, but... Yeah, I, 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 you know, you can say what you want about Justin Mason, but I pay my bets. Absolutely. It does not matter how stupid or embarrassing they are. And you, interestingly, humped the ground today, but uh, by accident. Yeah, I got hurt again. Uh, this is such a shocker. Got hurt playing that wiffle ball game that Justin and Danielle uh, put together and got a nice uh, road rash because I can't run from first to second, apparently. At least and, it wasn't uh, then dropped a foul ball at the at the home run derby. Yeah, so, you yeah. hurt your hand there too. So yeah. I, I just a rough night. It. I slept through it to avoid getting injured, but uh, I'm ready to go. The Palico Palazzo podcast, uh, Palazzo, excuse yeah. me, Enrico Palazzo podcast with Michael Govey and company was before us, and they lit this crowd on fire. Uh, like I said, about 2,100. A few more coming in. We're close to 2,400 by now. Uh, we're gonna talk the biggest spreads in average draft position. Yeah, we are. Yeah. 
Not like that, y'all. Jeez, Nick is dying right now with all the innuendo and curses. They're killing Nick Pollock tonight. It has been fucking awful for him. <laughs> this Slater will not stand. I just saw things, and now this is what you do. It, this is not fair. We shouldn't have shown Nick the, the ground humping. That that really was, that really was unfair to make him witness you humping the ground. And you had to do it twice because the guy you were paying the bet to. Didn't what was the it. bet, by the way? So the bet was whether or not Jonathan India would be a top 17 second baseman. And 17 thought, seems very specific. Yeah, that's an interesting number. <laughs> and I thought it was a pretty safe bet on my part. It felt really easy. And through most of the year, it was, it was a very good, safe yeah. bet until he got hurt. And a bunch of people passed him. Uh, in the last month of the season, so it'll uh, happen like that sometimes. What now, hurt worse, watching that happen, or you crushing your nuts? Oh no, yeah, no, I didn't even realize I lost until I got a text message like a week ago <laughs> from Sam. Why like, were those the stakes? Who the, was that for? I, I, I guess for, it's for Sam. <laughs> okay. Uh, no shade. I, I, Absolutely no I would shade. like. I would like to point out, and you can go listen to the episode of Friends. I would watch it. Um, that that we we discussed this and because his stakes were he had to get a Justin Mason bathing suit and he thought he lost too and bought a Justin Mason bathing suit. <laughs> uh, you should have had to do that in the bathing suit. If I don't think honest. anybody needed no. to see that. Nobody uh, needed to see what they Nick saw. Could, I think Nick would have liked it. I don't that, know if these windows open, but they would have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'd be diving through them. That we'd bathing suit does them. not fit well enough to pull that off. Yeah, we've seen it. We, yeah, know. we know. We're aware. All right, so let's talk some hitters here. We're obviously out at the Arizona Fall League. Lots of prospect stuff going on, but we're going to talk major league hitters. You and I did a draft today. We did. Sniping each other left and right. It took TJ yep. Friedel from you. It felt so good, man. Yeah. I don't care what he does. Taking him from you, that reaction was worth everything. I mean, I had Is a that lot what I heard? of I had a yes. lot of friends in that draft that betrayed me. Sarah Sanchez, who's in the audience She's in the right building. now. Uh, she she took Cedric Mullins uh, from me. And you, you had how many rounds to get him? T.G. Friedel from you me. You had rounds to get these guys. Yeah, unfortunately, what I needed was like power. I didn't really need speed, so I kind Thank of kept going. You. As Nick Pollock says, that's a you problem at that yeah, point. Yeah, no, it, it is. And But um, we uh, we did it. It was a fun draft, 23 mm -hmm. rounds. The next 27 will start on January 1st. I love the split draft element of it. Uh, obviously, a lot of dust settles. We'll get into some of the transactions the next show you and I do. Yep. Mark Cannon out of the Tigers. I'm actually pretty excited about that move. I just heard about that. But uh, we're going to talk, like I said, biggest spreads in the top 180 p. Uh, I'm talking specifically for players, right? Like how many spots between their min pick and their max pick and how you feel about that. So let's start with a very popular guy that uh, I believe you took, yes? You took Fishboy Mike Trout? I You'd did, have to know uh, yes. what was on the rundown. Yeah, to know I'd what have I was to actually to. look at the rundown yeah. in order to know who you were talking about. But, yeah, yeah. I did take Mike Trout. So let, let, let's start with Fishboy Mike Trout. An 83 overall average draft position. We're talking about six drafts right now at the NFBC, so not a ton of data, but something to go off of. And he's sitting around 83rd, 92 spot spread, the biggest one within play, uh, among players in the top 100. 57 min pick, 149 max. Now that is a colossal split. I do want to start with you, Justin, because you did take Mike Trout today. Uh, first off, what do you think about that spread? 57. Can you ever get that high on? You did not take him at 57. No, I took him at, I want to say it was 66, something like uh, that. A good host would have um, uh, looked that no, up. Sorry, I didn't no, sorry. I, I believe I be, it might have been 81. I can't remember. Um, 67. 67. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, 
uh, for me, it was what I just said. I needed power and I needed batting average at that point. Uh, I had you know a good amount of speed. I started pocket aces, so I had plenty of pitching, uh, and and I was debating Schwarber. 82, oh, 82. It was. 82. Um, 82. So uh, I debated taking Schwarber there just because you just get a ton of power. But Not much it's else. so tempting to take a generational talent like Mike Trout. Uh, I don't know that – when I do this AFL draft, and you and I talked about this during the draft, sometimes I take players that I know I'm probably not going to take later on yeah. just to get one – Get that one share. Yeah, that I, I, I – you know – I go for the uh, for the for the shiny shiny new toys. Yeah, sure. You know, they got Royce Lewis. Not necessarily going to be drafting him at the high ADP everywhere, but getting Mike Trout that feels weird to say uh, he's somebody you're not necessarily going to target. Because I guess the obvious question then is, realistically, are we ever going to get another 130 game season out of Trout? I mean, I wouldn't bet on it, but if it does happen, it's oh, going boy. to be fantastic, <laughs> like it always is. I mean. On a per plate appearance basis, he's still an elite player. Yes, this is true. Uh, after as Todd Zola yeah, just clear, clearly pointed out, I should not be betting, all, be betting on says. anything. That is uh, after that having is absolutely the ground uh, ten times as yeah. opposed to the five that I actually lost. I, I got a good video of the other five that I will uh, yes. not make anybody watch. Don't worry, uh, Jason. I want to talk to you about Mike Trout. First off, where do you stand on him? Is he somebody you're looking to draft in the '80s range? No. Uh, I mean, this even this gen- Justin made the comment about him being about Trout being a uh, generational, generational talent. I don't know if our generation appreciates how good he is because we never get to see him play, uh, and that's the toughest part. So no, I don't. Every year, I, I did actually draft him this past year, uh, and it I no, I didn't enjoy it. It's one of the few times I've ever had the opportunity opportunity to do it, uh, and no, it's not somebody I I want playing time. I have spent enough time this past year trying to chase it, and I can't. What about at that low it. register? One forty nine is the oh, max. Oh sure, that could just be a single pick. I don't know how often he's going, um, you know, past one hundred. But you, that's you're in down the thirteenth round. There. Why not? Yeah, I, I, in a twelve team, that's in the thirteenth round. That's I think that's math, right? gotta be a rarity yeah, yeah. with Trout. By a show of hands, and I can't count all twenty five hundred of y'all, but how many of y'all are willing to take Trout in the eighty pick range? What about up in the fifty to sixty range where his min is? We got we got two a few hands and a couple shakes. Anybody willing to hump the will, floor is a bet for it. I will say, looking at the uh, the plots over on NFBC, the 149 is the clear outlier. I mean, it's not yeah. even close. So it was just one draft where apparently everybody hates Mike Trout. I mean, it, it's it's hard to want to jump back in as we consistently see him not, uh, you know, not not stay. Well, what's the team context around him going to look like? That's another good point because well, we know Shohei's not going back. Do we know that Trout's going back? He could be on a different True. team, and you assume if a team is trading for him, it's going to be a team that's contending. It seems so difficult to trade for him with the contract, though. <laughs> <laughs> Justin and injured players, what could well, go wrong? That's a, that's a so fair point. Anybody have a lighter money? And and, and Matt Thompson, for those who who can't hear the audience, uh, if you're listening later on the podcast. Just said Justin drafting injured players. I think the draft champions format is a format where I can kind of get away with it a little bit because I will have depth. Does that mean I can take less chances later on in the draft? Yes, absolutely. I got to be a little bit more careful in terms of loading up risk later on the draft when other people will be. But I think Mike Mike Trout is the kind of gamble, especially when you're getting him in the seventh round or wherever I got him, uh, that is a really 
decent time to take that gamble. Yeah, I, th I think so, too. I, I can get behind it. It's a name that, you know, it's hard to fully get away from, even though a lot of the room isn't that very interested at the upper register of Mike Trout's ADP. Um, is there anything in spring that could happen for Mike Trout that would make you more interested in him in a uh, not, uh, inside the top 100? Because you seem pretty out once uh, it's a double-digit number with Trout, Jason. If he starts running a ton. Okay. Which so is never going to no. happen. Okay. Again. Yeah. So you're so definitely not having no. Mike Trout. Fair enough. But here's the thing: it's not a skills degradation, right? This is an injury issue, sure. like an injury risk issue. We're not talking about a guy like I'm. I'm not trying to bang on you because you're a Tigers fan. We're not talking about like late stage Miguel Cabrera, okay. where we knew there was a skills degradation. When Trout is healthy, he is an elite player. I'll take that gamble this late. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Mike Trout, uh, interesting player, oh, obviously. Shit. Going to draw a lot of uh, a lot of interest. Oh, Eno's lurking. We're in trouble. Uh, Tristan Casas. Let's talk about the young. <laughs> He's got three empty glasses. There are three empty glasses. And there there's something in his bag. No, Eno. Eno. For the listener, he's got multiple empty glasses in his hand. Three empty beer cups. This will be a treat. Why don't you join us when we talk pitchers? Yeah, get lost. Eno's waiting patiently for his Whoa, whoa. Eno, just so you know, Justin did some stuff down there. Yeah, be careful over there. That is a danger zone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we may hear from Eno later as he tops off the, the third of those beers. But let's talk. I appreciate it. I love you, Eno. Let's talk Tristan Casas, Boston Red Sox, 98 ADP, 89 spot difference between the min and the max, 48 on the min, 137 on the max. Jason, I want to start with you. Great season out of Tristan Casas, uh, half season specifically. You know, he wasn't looking very good early on, but a lot of the power indicators uh, made it easy to hold on. And I speak from experience where he was a guy that, again, the, the numbers weren't there, but everything looked at said the power's coming if you stick with him. Great second half, 24 homers, 263. Oh, I was just oh. going to tell you, don't tell me the numbers. I was oh, try I'm to, sorry. I'm doing this naked here. No computer. Whoa! All okay. right, let me see. <laughs> it is go. a late-night podcast. Let me see. Uh, 132 games, 502 plate appearances, 24 home runs because you said that. Yeah. 65 runs, 65 RBIs, and he hit 265. Okay, that was way too close. That was really that a was lot really of close. that was really good. Why did you? How'd you do that? Because I had him for a long time in XFL, and I traded him trying to chase the title and didn't get it. It was literally and 66 runs and 65 ribbies. That was really good. And it pained um, me. That's the, the now. One do you carry closest. that pain? That's a, a yeah. you know, kind of a strategy question there too. On a pain like that, are you now like mad at him and you won't draft him, or do you like him at the elevated ADP because obviously he's much more expensive now inside the top 100? And uh, with Tristan Casas, will you pay a late 100, top 100 pick? Yeah, I was mad at myself for uh, for not being able to retain because he was only $4. Uh, you, when you look at Casas, it's obviously big dude has worked all, on a lot of stuff, and the, the power potential has always been there. He's somebody I was targeting quite a bit coming into last year. And like you said, it took a while for that to come, to come sure. on board. But once it did... Uh, it did, and he got that consistent playing time. I don't, I don't fear that he's like the next version of Bobby Dahlbeck, where the power just never can stay in the lineup because he can't make enough contact. Because yeah. Cassis doesn't have that problem. Yeah, he's a good player. So and that's the difference uh, between him and Dahlbeck. Yes, I like, I love the uh, the way the skills look, and um, yes, I'm willing to pay more. I will take him over Trout. Unlike Trout, uh, it, it's it's kind of the opposite uh, of Trout with Cassis. 
his 48 is the very clear outlier. I will not take him at 48. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's so very much the clear outlier. Mrs. Casas was doing a draft. She figured I'll take my son and, uh, and get that pick locked in on October 7th. Yeah, everything else is like 80s or later, ranging into that lower 100s. Where are you at on Tristan Casas, Justin? Is he somebody that you think is a worthy kind of back end of the top 100 pick here? Do you see more from him? Can he put together two great halves? So here's the thing, and, and we talked about this on a recent episode, so I'm going to echo, for those of you who heard episode 1220, or was it 1225 or whatever it was, um, that we I did, Casas had a really, really weird season, right? So struggled in the first half, but the underlying skills were great. Yes, and we did a podcast right around the All-Star break, and I was like, Casas is going to break out. He's going to have a huge second half. Buy low right now. And what did he do? He had this huge second half. But all this underlying skills regressed. He should have had the huge first half with those great underlying skills and then a really crappy second half. Yeah. So what do I make of Tristan Casas for 2024? I don't have any fucking clue. Like, I don't know who Tristan Casas is. Nick I don't think hear it. he knows who he is at this point. I mean, we're talking about in the second half, a guy with a 78% zone contact rate. That is well below league average. He had, I'm going to double check my numbers, he had an 82% zone contact in the first half when he struggled. And that's still below league average, but that, for a power hitter, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I, I think people are going to get really, really excited about the surface numbers that he had in the second half that aren't supported by the underlying data. And I think that's kind of a mistake because I think he's going to be one of these guys that fluctuates up and down and gives you kind of this, eh, overall line at the end of the season like he kind of had this year and that's going to be disappointing if people are going to take him in the top 100 i think he's being overdrafted right now interesting well. I, I, i'll, I'll put a long you, you put a hump, put a hump on lad yeah. sitting right there no i'm going to say that tristan cassis is going to be in that this year's uh christian yelich oh, article that he oh. has watch he'll be there i i mean he'll be in the discussion uh yeah i yeah I, I, I want to be clear. You you are out on an island here, both with the hosts and seemingly with the and, crowd uh, here, a bit on Tristan Costas, because I love him too. We're talking about a former top prospect, mm -hmm. right, that's got a lot of pedigree and showed real like skills growth in that first half, right? Like the zone contact was up, swinging less outside of the zone. He was making better contact. The skills are there, but the consistency is not. And I think people are going to look at that second half and like this is the beginning of a breakout. And sometimes guys show growth and then jump back down. And I think that Casas is one of those guys. Okay. I'm just I'm not ready to believe yet. I want to bet on good underlying skills. I, I still think the core the core of underlying skills are there. You think actually 24 Tristan Casas. So uh, I still think there's a lot to like. You know, growth isn't linear as we often Absolutely. talk about. We heard that from one Ron Chandler many years ago, and I love to uh, repeat that phrase and kind of remind myself not to just expect the incline to keep going. But I do think Casas can uh, can build on what he did here in the second half. Let's talk Spencer Steer. Uh, he got some big news today. Uh, they're not bringing back Joey Votto. I don't think anybody's particularly surprised by that. I mean, I guess he could still be brought back. I believe it was an option that was declined on Votto. But we're talking about, and I know you've been keen on them maybe making a trade. Don't make any more J Jonathan India bets, by the yeah, way. Clearly. But uh, I know you've been keen on them maybe trading somebody. I don't really think they're necessarily going to trade hitting. Doesn't because sound like they are. I, why, why not like keep that depth? Injuries happen. But yeah. anyway, Steer, people are wondering, you know, is he going to be the guy that might, might get traded? 
Well, now with first base ostensibly open, he's got another avenue to playing time. He's got a 92-pick split with an 81 ADP, 72 to 153 is the range. I'll look up whether or not the, the, the low end or the high end is the outlier there. Well, I guess at an 81 ADP, it seems like the 153 is probably the outlier with Steer. Big season, was a big fan of his coming in. Actually took him with my last pick in the main event. And I don't say that to brag, but rather I didn't think it was that late. I didn't realize he was that kind of off the radar coming into the year. But, you know, Cincinnati all the way. I'll draft anybody on Cincinnati right now. I'm still in on Steer even at the elevated price. What about you with this uh, 92 or 81 ADP for Spencer Steer? I don't know, man. I'm I'm very torn. I love the multi-position eligibility, especially if you are in a draft and hold, and I know a lot of people right now are drafting these draft and holds. Uh, and just having those guys that can play multiple positions and he's going to be eligible at four different ones this year, uh, it just feels weird. Like, it feels weird because I don't think he has a carrying tool in fantasy necessarily, and I think when you don't have a carrying tool in fantasy, you need to be able to accumulate. And that's exactly there, what he did. It, it, it was exactly what he did this year. I just worry there's so much talent in Cincinnati. He's 26 years old. Why isn't he going to play? I'm, I'm not saying he's not. I'm I want people that are going to back up everything I say. What do you think about it? <laughs> I agree with everything you say. Thank you. Right. Anybody else want to come <laughs> up and talk Spencer Steer up? No, 23-15 homers and, and steals. You know, so probably if you didn't have Steer, you might be a little bit surprised by the steals. 15 for 18. Real smart, efficient base runner. Again, the, the kind of just draft Cincinnati hitters is one of my – uh, you know, loose strategies Will last Myers. year that I'm carrying it. Shut up again. <laughs> Does anybody want to not disagree with anything I say? Come on up. You can be the co-host. I don't really like this, you know, being held accountable for picks. Okay. So I recommended Will Myers, but I also recommended Spencer Steer and Jake Fraley, and I was on the Friedel bandwagon with you. So we got most of the Cincinnati ones, right? I did love Will Myers, though. That was unfortunate. Uh, but with Steer, more than he did this year? Plateau? Or, or dip, and if so, how big of a dip? I don't think it's a dip coming up because he's got – this will be his third season. Uh, we often see when you look at the playing time, a lot used to be made of the whole age 27 garbage. But it was oh really God. more about the – it's a running joke for us. The magic of the uh, age 27 So it was season. just more the, the plate appearances. Uh, when you, when a guy was getting to a certain amount of plate appearances, things started happening. And that's where you look at the numbers. That's where Steer is, is heading towards. Uh, with everything he made the growth uh, in different areas you know struck out less i'm always looking for that guys that are striking out less in their in their second season especially when it comes to sophomore seasons and some of the sophomore slumps that we've seen so uh, i am higher on him than uh, on steer than justin is all right i think he's more of a uh, it's gonna be weird uh i think he's more of a guy than a dude right like he's a if if, if, if that may, if you know what i mean no, right? i like, do know what you mean he, <laughs> But I, think, I like to pretend I don't. Mike's trying think to think of a nickname right now. He, Toby and what else is I it? I think he is, like, average <laughs> across the board. Sure. Which is fine when he gets 665 plate appearances like he did this season. Are yeah, we, I mean, he's 50s and 55s on his yeah. scouting grades everywhere pretty much. I think the power may take a little bit of a step back, uh, especially if he ends up getting capped more at, like, a 550 plate appearances. He's still. I think he's still a fine pick where he goes because of that eligibility and what that does yeah. for your for your ability to construct your own roster. But I'm not like jumping for joy to take Spencer Steer in the top hundred picks. Certainly not. I mean, because you're buying you're you're buying at the high end this year, so it is a lot different than again last year where he's kind of your sleeper and he's out mm -hmm. there. But again, 
in Cincinnati I trust. I think the playing time is going to be there barring injury. Uh, and so I'm in on Steer, and I love the multi-positional eligibility, especially if he adds first base, playing uh, playing there consistently. Let's talk Manny Machado. This is a guy I do not know what to do with. San Diego borrowing money. Did they send you all any email to ask for money? I feel like they're sending out, like, campaign emails. Can you send $5? Any little bit helps. It was like Nigeria. It was yeah, they're taking out $50 million loans. Who could have figured that this uh, contract situation wasn't going to work when they gave Darvish the extension and signed Bogarts? I just don't really understand what they're doing, but Machado's a guy that I can't really figure. He's got a 74 ADP, a 72-pick split, 56 to 128. The 128, Jason, is the outlier. He's yeah. actually going um, you know, much higher with the 56 and in that sort of range. Are you still paying a premium on Manny Machado right now? It's tough with the off-season surgery that yeah. he's had, with his elbow surgery. Elbow surgery. That's, I mean, it's it wasn't Tommy John. It was the extender tendon. What in the hell is that? His right elbow. You know, I don't. You don't have. I have heard a lot of body parts in my life, but that's not one I've heard injured, so I don't know. Uh, but anytime that's that kind of thing is in play, I'm always going to be on the bottom half where where the market is. Uh, on him because that's time away from working on your craft. Everybody takes some time off, but if you have to take some time off because you are not allowed to swing anything for a while, that sets everything else off. So I I love Machado and the volume that he's able to provide when he's healthy, but with the unknown of this, I will let somebody else take that risk. Will spring change it? Do you think he's a guy you could get in on, Manny Machado, in the spring if he's back, healthy, looking like normal Yeah, Machado? that would be something to watch in the spring. If he's out there, if he's out here playing and whatnot, it's just we need to see if he can make the throws if everything's still good too isn't that almost a good thing that there's an explanation for for the down season true that that's that's definitely part of it for optimism going forward depending on how confident you are in the whatever the hell you called it what was the surgery extender tendon whatever the hell that is sounds made up but yeah i mean depends how confident you are that that's going to fix everything no. I mean, you're saying it to me as if Still. I would know. I cannot confirm where it is. You could say it's in his stomach, and I wouldn't know. But, um, yeah, I think I it really just depends. I confirm it is not in his stomach. Okay. By the way, we have. I mentioned earlier that we have six uh, data points. We now have eight data points. Yeah. So I'm looking at this here, and the, uh, the high-end one, the 128, is the only time he's actually gone beyond, like, pick 85. So wow. the market still loves Machado. Can you get there and you share just Jason's concern that maybe you want to see spring, you want to see where he's at, or are you buying? I mean, this is still a relative discount to last year, but not as big as I would have thought for Machado. I mean, with the state of third base, I actually don't mind the gamble as long as you back it up pretty quickly. Uh, with I like mean, a multi-eligible yeah. guy, maybe teammate yeah. Sun Kim? Uh, I mean, he still third 321 with yeah. five home runs in September. Thank you. Uh, in the fourth round. He was still pretty good with the injury. Uh, and maybe you know some of the early you know stuff where he struggled maybe that had something to do with the injury maybe he gets traded who knows i mean yeah the padres need to they could have unload crazy money yeah we really uh, right don't now. know so what's going to be happening there yeah no clue but yeah i think after pick 100 i might take that gamble uh, i just don't think you're going to get that that often again no absolutely like, like i said that yeah. there's the one of the eight data points that's been that late for machado so you're kind of still having to pay up I'm a little iffy on it. I think I'm going elsewhere at third base. I mentioned a guy I drafted who has his own injury concerns, by the way, Royce Lewis, so it's not like I'm I mean, you're getting talking, Mr. Health. If he's going in the mid-80s, that's seventh round mm -hmm. on things. So it really depends how you've constructed your other hitter, what other hitters you've picked up in that same time. Machado so has had, risk. Machado's had at least 28 home runs in every single season since 2015. Right. Like, there's a level of consistency that – 
is really hard to come by in fantasy. You can pretty much pencil him in for 30 home runs, 100-100 when he's healthy. And so, yeah, I mean, if I'm getting him – let's, let's say we wait until March and he's healthy. He's probably not going to jump up near to where he was going previously. So I think you're going to get a nice little discount one way or another. Okay. So some, some Manny Machado love. I think spring is, is the only way I'm going to see myself getting him, That's unless fair. he yeah. is like the 128 draft pick and something I'm in. Uh, let's move over to catcher. And I got to say, it's still a little jarring to see Will Smith not even, you know, let alone not the top catcher pick, but not even the top three. He's now fourth in ADP. Adley Rutschman, JT Romuto, William Contreras, and now Will Smith over at four. I took William Contreras today uh, happily with Will Smith still on the board. Not that I'm anti-Will Smith, just that I'm very pro-William Contreras. Will Smith has a 97. <laughs> Leave her name out of your mouth. You could get slapped. <laughs> you got to be careful with that. He'll bring Will over to have slapped out. <laughs> He's got a – Will Smith has a 97 ADP and a 58-pick split between his high and low, 68 to 126. Jason, with Will Smith, first off, do you agree with him being fourth amongst catchers? Do you like those other three? Well, this is why I didn't read the rundown because I thought this was Will Smith the pitcher. Uh, We're going to talk about how he wins the World Series every year? Yes. How yes. cool is that, by the way? Three straight years. <laughs> I know. I used to podcast with you. I'm well aware. We should do a podcast together. It'll be so prepared. You know, you and me could do one again. Yeah. We're being contemporaneous. Yeah. Extemporaneous. If you if you wonder where I got it from, Dad taught me well. I don't know how we deal with these guys, and I just got water on my glasses. Yes. Unbelievable. That's. Yet. Yes. I got to keep my guys in order. Yet. You keep your guy in He's order. Got, he still has a beer and a half over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see if you're saying that at the end of the pod. <laughs> in all seriousness, with with Smith, you know, I don't really have a terrible problem with him being fourth. I mean, it's he's very safe. If you want to do the upside, we were talking earlier about you know Yonder Diaz going you know as high as he went. Yeah, 144, catcher seven. I loved yeah, this. He was a savior for me this but year. I thought somebody took him into fifth or sixth. That, that, that's players. because they announced today that he's okay. going to be the full-time guy. That's right. That's right. So. Oh, boy, here he comes. Oh, God. He's so. crawling over here, by the way. <laughs> Uh, we're going to lose Varshow. Yep. Yes. And, uh, and Melendez. Melendez. Yes. So does that change the catcher pool? Well, we Is add, it tighter? Are you worried? Diaz. Uh, I think Moreno's more bankable. Bo Naylor Francisco is actually Alvarez, Bo Naylor. So I think we add some. But it's a fair point no, no, to bring up. Point. I like that. Um, there's, always, there's always new talent coming back in. Little tangent there with Varsho. <laughs> and I'll ask both of you. I'll start mm -hmm. with you, Justin. Do you like Varsho as an outfield only at all? As, as a buyback, I'll give you the ADP. It's around 170. I think it's at about 170. about 100 less than where it was last year. Yeah, I think at 170 that is an okay gamble. I don't know that. He's a guy – I mean, I've been kind of a Varsho denier for a really long time, you know, for those of you who have listened to the pod for a while. So I have a hard time wanting – minutes on Dalton Varsho yeah. right now. Done. Here we go. But <laughs> I, I, I don't I think don't – do 30 on his dad too. I don't think it's necessarily a bad gamble. I think you could see him have a better year now that he's adjusted to Toronto. Uh, you know, he is, again, another former top prospect. So I think it's fine. He's just not a guy I tend to target. I, I'm kind of keen on him. I mean, it was an 85 WRC plus, which is pretty rotten. But 2016 on the homers and steals, 
mm-hmm. um, in a bad year, you know. But he played 158 games. Dalton Varsho did loses the C eligibility, unlikely to get it back, barring some catastrophe with Kirk or Jansen. I know Jansen gets hurt consistently, but they're done with him at catcher. But I think as an outfielder, Varsho's still pretty good. His skills were actually much better. So he raised his own contact almost five percent to 87. Uh, his swing strike rate dropped. Uh, his O swing dropped. Still hitting the ball hard. So. Actually, may I be a I little think bit it was better? A bit, yeah. I think it was a bit unlucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about Varsho outfield only now? Are you, are you drafting him at pick 170 area? At the current price, it's it's fine. I did yeah. not. I was not a denier as Justin was, but I definitely wasn't chasing. I, re- I recall going into AL Labor last year thinking if Varsho was the right price, I would take the chance on him. He wasn't the right price. I want to say he went $25, $26. He, he was pretty expensive. Uh, and that was more than I was willing. So I, I moved on from there. He didn't return twenty five, twenty six dollars. Yeah, he hit, he hit two twenty. He said twelve. That that Where would be negative 15? value, you know. <laughs> I took Mitch Garver instead. You know, if you yeah, let that's me, pretty good. If you, you know, if when healthy, he was great. I'm looking. I'm looking it up. There you, you go. Know, see, that's a profit. Yeah. Varsho, <laughs> on the auction calculator was one dollar. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, has 10, so Yahoo leagues. Garver well, was Yahoo minus league, four, though, so I don't Yahoo know. Yeah. Garver yeah, was minus so, yeah. four in your face. <laughs> On the auction calculator, he was minus four to Varsho's one dollar. I don't know. Right, so less of a loss. I don't know, math. <laughs> anyway, I just is, wanted to ask about Is it set up for a one-catcher league? It's a good point. That's where it is. That's why. Hang on. You did do something useful. It was useful. set up for a one catcher league. Oh, yeah. so. Hang on. Redoing it. Varsho. It, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Varsho was 13 bucks. Garver, 8, 9. Call it 880. Call it 9 bucks. Profit. <laughs> Profit. Uh, 13 Plus and 9. Three and you minus lost. 14. Yeah, you lost. Go hump that the one. floor. You gotta hump the floor now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please like, don't. If you paid twenty dollars for Don Marsh and you got nine dollars, I'm not sorry for you. Yeah. No, no, you got thirteen. Okay, we're done with Don. Yeah. You, you gotta hey, stop paying attention to the drug people. Uh, who won the league? Thanks, buddy. Eno. Eno, who won the league? Eno. Who won the league? Yeah. Yeah, it was Jason. We we. Oh oh oh. <laughs> we have some trolls. Hey, yes! Hey, we got signs. Yes. His fourth favorite on home on his own block. All right, uh, everyone read their own sign. Go ahead, start, Jason. I got to read my own? Yes. Jason Collette has a face for podcasting, not scooters. <laughs> yes. Paul Spore was once mistaken for a foul pole. Once? That's like every day. <laughs> Why do you think I wear the bright I, clothes? I'm actually having trouble reading. Justin Mason is the fourth favorite at home on his, on this podcast. <laughs> there aren't even four people on That's the podcast. <laughs> it's Paul, Jason, 50 feet of crap. Yeah, apparently. You <laughs> know? The birds that the flew birds in your house? That, yeah. yeah. The birds that attacked me? Wonderful signs. Appreciate that. Uh, let's move on to our next guy because I really don't know hold what to on, make of him. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I never even got to talk about Will Smith. <laughs> Jason Collette won AL Labor this year. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> and Justin won a bunch of leagues too. 
Yeah. And Paul. And Paul tried. I played. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these two wanted to do, oh, let's do a rundown of the leagues that we won this year. I'm like, okay, well, I won't be on the show. Fuck off. Jeez. Unbelievable. I want to talk some Nolan Jones, though. You don't get to oh, Will Nolan Smith. Jones. Nolan Jones, by the way, it is funny that Cleveland just was like, no, nah, we can't use that guy when their offense sucks. And <laughs> Say that again. 18 combined home runs for their outfield for Cleveland. And listen, I'm not saying Nolan Jones, I'm not saying he would have done that in Cleveland, right? Because Coors, we're going to get into Coors. very much helping him, helping him. But they just got rid of him for Juan Brito. He good at all? Yeah. So I don't understand how they're just dispatching offensive talent. 2020 season in 106 games for Nolan Jones. 297, 389, 542 on the slash line. He's got a 49 ADP with a 56 split, 56 pick split ranging from 33 to 89. Justin, I'll start with you since I didn't let, allow you to talk about Will Smith. Again, I don't know what to make of Nolan Jones. That's a top 50 pick. The Babbitt was near 400 or even over 400. It was insane. Can he be trusted at all, Nolan Jones, as a top 50 pick? No, I mean this is Babbitt, by this the way. is ridiculous that he is going in the top fifty. I mean, people are extrapolating, aren't yeah, they? And just yeah. saying Coors. There's, yeah. there's some there's Todd. There, you joke, but that's exactly yeah. what's happening. Todd, Todd Zoll is joking, but he plays in Colorado. Like, yes, I understand you're gonna get luckier on average playing in Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just such a just, sparkling organization. They can't possibly ruin anything. Yeah. So you do have to factor that in. That's that's where the extra 10 picks. But, yeah, 401 so Babbitt here on this 2020 he, season. For he Jones. had a 297 batting average and a 247X batting average. Oh, my God. That's uh, got to be one of the bigger splits on the year. Yeah. I mean, 50-point split. That's his insane. His zone contact was 74%, which is about 10% below league average. Uh, this is a guy who's going to swing and miss a lot. When he makes contact, it's going to be good contact. He does barrel K the ball. But he's going to strike out a ton. There's when Eno's no stressing y'all, y'all really yeah. fucked up. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> just take a look in the mirror at that point. But, yeah, there's just, there's just no way that he's going to be able to maintain the type of numbers that yeah. he did last year. And, I mean, this is one of those guys that people are dropping a – third, fourth round pick on that legitimately could be in the minor league this is an halfway trap through line. the season. Yeah. So uh, if you like upside risk, go for it. But that is not the type of player I want to take That's in not the top 50. Like, you need him to perform, right? Like, yeah, you absolutely. have to get quite a bit out of Nolan Jones at pick 49 to make that worthwhile. I can't imagine that you're going to divert too much from us here, Jason. Not at all. But what I mean, do you got to say about Nolan Jones? That pick, that pick range last year, that's where you were getting Adelise Garcia and Randy Rosarena types. Yeah. And that's not Nolan. And I loved Nolan and Jones last good year. Good thing I recommended Adelise Garcia to He helped me a lot, yeah. made me some money. Uh, and he was great where he was taken last year. But that fourth round, you need better you need better production than uh, what the the floor could be for him. And I love him. And I still don't understand what Cleveland was doing, I, uh, I, trading him away, because it's like, oh, wait, he hits more than singles? We don't want that guy. 
yeah, that, go se- that seemed to be the, the calculus that they ran there because I don't understand. Like, even the Nolan Jones that I think he's going to be, which is probably like, what, 230, 240, maybe 30 bombs, uh, Cleveland well, could have used when that. You're trying, you, when you have to clear room for Tyler Freeman, you just got to yeah. do it. you got to get Tyler Freeman in there as soon as you can with his three homers. But, yeah, Nolan Jones, be careful out there, folks. I think that is a really, really bad pick at 49. I do want to talk about another Nolan, going back to third base with some uh, another old man, Nolan Arenado. Much rather take him at pick 87. He's got a 54-pick split, ranging from 65 to 119. Are we sleeping on Nolan Arenado because of the ugly Cardinals season, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's the ugly Cardinals season or maybe people are just looking at him as kind of the old guy now, but old, boring guys that just produce year in and year out win you leagues. That's how championships are Dave Potts are gonna won. have Arenado on every yeah, team at this Dave price. Potts will have Arenado on every team. Arenado or Machado? Arenado for me. Arenado, yeah, I think Arenado for me. Did you say ugly Cardinals season again? That no, yes, no. yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> that disgustingly bad Cardinals season where they just were awful, and it was such a division that they could have taken, but they were just such trash. <laughs> It was so, wonderful to so see. So the stat I said about Machado, that Machado had 28 home runs in every season since 2015, yeah. you can pretty much say that for Nolan Arenado. He's had 26 home runs at minimum in every season since 2015. I mean, outside, not, obviously not including 2020. But mm-hmm. he's just about as consistent as you come. It's not like the Cardinals are tearing things down to the stud that offense will be fine it, this year. And they, they purposely they didn't tear problem. down. Yeah, the offense wasn't the problem For the at all, bulk yeah. of the year, the offense was still a, t- a team that you wanted to be careful with with your, like, your streaming pitchers. I got a little bad toward the end of the year there, but yeah, the pitching was really the issue with them. I love Arenado. By the way, show of hands here on that Arenado versus Machado. It's about a 12-pick split favoring Machado. Who'd rather have Machado over Arenado? This is the call and response portion. And then everyone show. else would rather have uh, Arenado. Yeah, overwhelming Arenado. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I want the healthy guy as well. Um, I and I with think the, better the team context might be better, especially if they start trading. Yeah, it should be similar at worst, but I think if they trade a bunch of pieces and they go stars and scrubs, I mean, how's that going to look? I, I, again, I don't know what San Diego is going to do there, but the Arenado fall, like I get it because he's old and we're allergic to old players in, in fantasy, but I'm paying that all day on, on Nolan Arenado. Do you have anything to add on Arenado, Jason? No, nothing at all. All right, let's move to pitchers then. Let's talk Justin Steele here. We have any Cubs fans? Yeah, I knew. I knew Sarah There's one. Would, would throw up her hands there. <laughs> Sarah was getting ready to leave and then turned back around. Okay, I'm, so. sa- I'm being alerted that I'm saying his name wrong according to Nick Pollock, so let me try again. Hang Justin Remington Steele. Justin Steele. There we go. 84-80p, 76-pick split from 41 to 118. Who's getting him at 118? Sign me up for that all day. Jason, let's start with you on Justin Steele. Has the breakout season. Obviously, you know, sorry, Sarah, but the Cubs didn't quite finish the job that they started there and make it to the playoffs. But he was a big part of the success that they did have. Uh, is this a breakout that you believe in with Justin Steele? Yes, yeah, Sarah, you may want to leave the room for a second. I mean, the Cubs did try to catch a playoff spot and couldn't. It was close. <laughs> but uh, with Steele, I remember talking in first pitch Florida, and I believe that both Nick and Eno had Steele on their boards at the time as they were debuting Pitching Plus and PLV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that worked out. Uh, very well. So, yes, the only thing – my only reservation with Steele is just how much of his value, fantasy value, was tied in with the wins. He got a lot. Sure. Uh, and we'll talk about another guy who had that, that too. That tends – you know, that's going to slide back. It's tough to project that year over year. 
So I don't have a problem with any skills degradation, but the value tied into his wins, and I know exactly where we're going later yeah. uh, with that, and I have the same concern there uh, with that. It's just when you have that many wins, you need to cut off a few the next year because that's where it goes. And I think a big thing on that with the wins is, you know, we all know that um, – the different outlets they auto rank like based on the previous year's stats and so those guys that have the big wins get moved up and whether you like it or not that influences adps so f one's the guy that we're going to talk about later yep. uh, and justin Steele, these guys that get a big boost from their wins uh, might just be inherently overdrafted because they they're going to show up higher in that box and people will take guys that they kind of see quote unquote falling and uh, I think Eflin and Steele both have a chance to be a bit overdrafted but I will say as I turn it over to Justin Steele cut his walk rate in half from 10% to 5% is there a legitimacy to that can he hold those gains or are we worried that he's going to get back into that 10 11% that we saw from him in 21 and 22 I don't know that I would say that he's going to get back into like the 10, 11 percent range, um, you know, because he was pretty consistent throughout the season is 5.2 percent walk rate in the first half, 4.9 percent walk rate in the second half. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. You know, and the way you stumbled over here yeah. worries me so much. <laughs> for, for those listening later, Eno has approached the table. There's what, a lot of nervous What I love about right Justin now. Steele is that Open he's got. I, I'm just here because Derek told him not to be here. Okay, that's that. We kind of figured that. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> when you're I making life decisions, do the opposite of what Derek. Just want him to know that. Do, apparently, <laughs> I generally uh, do what Derek says. That's what I smart. do too. I think, yeah, uh, but uh, I think the fact that he doesn't give up home runs, he limits the walk rate. Even the walk rate raises a little bit more than it was in 2023 gets a lot of ground balls like i think the floor is pretty damn safe yeah. for a guy like justin sealing when i'm taking my sp2 or sp3 like i would be with justin Steele. like i want to feel like i've got a pretty safe floor and i think you get that yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't make any floor safe. There is no floor that no is safe floor around me. When I'm humping the floor, when you're betting on Jonathan, I want India. it to be safe. I do want to point out with Steele's uh, ADP split here, it is kind of even. Uh, we see him jump pretty high sometimes, getting that 65, 40. Actually, 42 is now his min. It's changed. Um, 86, 107. But then you got the 118, the 121. And 116. So he's kind of on either end. It kind of depends on the room that you get in with Justin Steele. Why I jumped up here was uh, how do you guys feel about two pitch pitchers? Like, how do you like they're, how do you they're nerve wracking? Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Chris, Christian Javier uh, is one of those guys. Obviously, you know, Strider's kind of what you, you, you hope for. Uh, the best. So where is where is Steele on the like Javier Strider continuum? I think, I think he's a little like if it. I don't know who's about the middle. Him is, Does that continuum work like the hot crazy scale where it's like if the pitcher's that hot, they could be this crazy? Is that how that works? Okay. This is exactly where I'm going. All right. <laughs> I, I, I would worry more about I'm Steel okay with this amount of crazy if, he had if it's this hot. City to give up home runs, which has never really been a thing for Justin Steele. It's yeah, the Vicky Mendoza line. Yeah, yeah, what's the ballpark situation? I mean, Graham Ashcraft is a two-pitch guy. Yeah, I, I do yes. want to hear from Sarah No, no, here. yeah, please. Here. 
Please come in and no, discuss Sarah, Mr. Steele Sarah, with us. Come on. You Sarah Sanchez, everybody. Look, <laughs> all I want to say about Justin Steele is that the dude has not disappointed in any way except for fatigue in the last year and a half. So you hear that, since he had a conversation with John Lester about pitch mix and how to like make his shit work, the dude has been a dude mm-hmm. and like a six inning plus weak contact, great strikeout dude. So you have to believe that whatever he has changed has something to do other than with fatigue in his career. And I, I just don't believe that. I think Justin Steele has figured something out. I'm not entirely sure what it is. But I have watched it game after game after game as long as he's not pushing a career innings match. So he went from so a guy to a dude. I am in yeah. on the Justin Blue Steel line. Yes. And you should be too. I love no it. Justin Steel. I, I, Sarah Sanchez, everybody, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it is a career year, career year that you're buying, but, but you're not paying for it in the way that other guys, because there have been so many guys that came up this year and had huge breakouts, like, he's not going and in the top three or four yeah, rounds normally. Like, like, would you rather? Yeah. I've got. Would you rather? He's, he's currently going at pick 95. That's not. Oh, that's what the extra two drafts put in. Yeah, because it was. One, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the data set now. Pitch. No, I know. I, I had the six. So, oh. Who are you? Would you rather? Jesus Lazardo. Yeah. I w- How about Jesus Lazardo at pick 91? I would Justin much have. Because Steele has actually shown the ability to stay good for an entire season, which Lazardo has never been able to do. Yeah. No, give, yeah. Me, give me a couple. So you guys, you got Jesus Lazardo. Justin Steele. Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller. Listen, listen. Bobby Miller. I, I'm, I'm all Bobby I, Miller. I, I don't mind Bobby. I'm going to rub that Bobby but, Miller. Right, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop it. Here you go. Bobby stop. Miller. Stop. How do you rub Bobby Miller all over you? I don't understand that. I hope it's consensual. It's like cheddar. Like coconut oil. Cheddar. <laughs> All right, here, I, I'll give you another one. Hunter Green. Oh, that's hard. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's no. Justin no, it's not. Steel. It's Justin Steele yeah, by it's a not even mile. Close. It's only hard because they're two bitch pitchers, and Hunter Green throws cheddar. But that part which is I've just already just said terrifying. I like the cheddar. I know you do. You want to rub... You do want to rub the cheddar. I I know you want to rub the cheddar, and I I have a life coach over here. He's telling uh, me. Can we name this episode "Running Rubbing Cheddar All Over Yourself"? Because I feel like that is or humping the floor. Yeah, one of those two for sure. All the Um, above. Let's move on from Justin Steele. I think I think we're in agreement that we pretty much like him. I don't think the price is is too. uh, Nick Pollock disagrees a bit. Um, Well, Nick's not rubbing cheddar all over himself, so we are not listening to Nick. Yeah, Nick Pollock, not not as keen on Justin Steele. Let's move on to one of our, our few closers here. Another guy that's kind of, uh, uh, I did not hear you, but you did whisper in the mic, so the audience did. not going to recognize that. Uh, Ryan Helsley, 93 ADP, 68 pick split, 79 to 147. You know, was not the unquestioned dude this year. Of course, then they turned to Gallegos. He didn't really do anything with it. Obviously, that was a big part of their mess this year. Do you have any trust in Ryan Helsley to stay healthy and become a dude? He's got the skills. Does he have the, the stamina and the health to finally put it together, Jason? Yeah, I'd like to buy back off the disappointing year. I mean, I, I, 
I felt that people were overdrafting him last year. Y'all two included. Not Whoa. me. Remember, I'm the Gallegos guy. Didn't touch yeah. him. Yeah, uh, yeah probably me. I was no, yeah. I thought as a marketplace he was being over overdrafted. That played out, but I love this kind of skill set uh, coming off a disappointing year. So I would take the chance this year that I was not willing to take last year on the market price. Is the discount enough with a ninety three ADP for you, Justin? Assuming I, you're even interested. I hate guys who deal with elbow issues late in the year, and I just for so me. So you're not going to draft any pitcher? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I just. I, I out on everybody. Considering the other closers going in his neighborhood, I'll just I'll take Ryan Presley. I'll take Andres Munoz. Um, I'll take Pete Fairbanks. Andres Munoz have elbow? Like, didn't he have some issues? Yeah, he's always got. Okay, issues. good. All right, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to not, clarify. He, yeah, he was fine this year. He was healthy when he came back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, finished, he was healthy when he came back. He finished. Yeah, he came. Yeah, he came back at the beginning of the year and was healthy. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, I he, he was healthy when he wasn't hurt. That's good. I, I do appreciate that. I'm into that. I like that. I, I am curious from the audience. You know, as as closers go up more and more, we see fewer dudes in bullpens and things more fractured. Uh, by a show of hands, how inclined are you to buy your your first closer within the top 100 picks? Yeah. Yes, yeah, a pretty strong consensus it, here. At least 1,400 people raised their yeah. hands. Yeah. Yes, but that's true. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. It is a, a new market already uh, compared to last year. That I do think, and I think I think they were harder to get on the wire though too. Even though it did expand a bit, every time you looked up, the guy was already rostered somewhere. For, for whatever, you know, because he was the key stopper or whatever. So if you were having to play in that game this year, I feel like it was probably pretty difficult. I'm a big two closers early type of guy. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to pay. I think I will be in on Helsley, uh, you know, close to the pick 100 range around pick 93. I do like that. Let's talk about a free agent here. Aaron Nola, pick 57 on average, 53 pick split, 30 to 83. So he can range as high as the second round. That's kind of interesting to me. We don't know where he's going to be, so don't, you know, don't say if he goes here, if he goes, obviously, if he goes to a great place, you're more interested. If he goes to a bad place, you're not. Flat, though, is Nola somebody you're interested in uh, in a top 60-ish pick, top four rounds, Aaron Nola? If he goes to St. Louis. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, where he has family and has been rumored to uh, may want to go. And he really be is such a cardinal, by the way. I think yeah, he's like he, a yeah. perfect cardinal um, fit. Yeah, no, I'm going to be he's in just, on – I think vibe, Nola is one of those guys that people – uh, are going to just let drop too far in drafts. I mean, you look like at some of those. Eagle, breaking ball, mm -hmm. with and, good I mean, command. Insane, pretty much any place order. he goes is going to be better that? than where he was yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah, because Philly, not only so, the park, but the defense is so wretched. Yeah. I think it's a great fit. Yeah. I would actually really, really be interested in Nola if he does go there. I know I just said don't say, you know, he'd love him here and not here, but I would love that fit for for yep. shout, shout out to Matt Thompson, Matt Thompson who is my is source. MD uh, Tom. Prospects Live. Go go read his stuff. Is is he like a guy where Matt Thompson or Aaron Nola? Matt Thompson? No, no. Yeah, no. clarify your Aaron pronouns. Oh, yes, what about him? Aaron Nola is a guy. Uh, no, no. Is and he a Jake. guy where uh if you're early on, you want to be safer on because you don't know where he's gonna go, but then the as 
free agency. Problem persists, is, the price like, is going to go up. Yeah, so he signs, if, the price will go feel, up. So if you feel, if you feel like St. Louis is going to push through, get him, and you believe in that, maybe you want to jump in now on some Aaron Nola shares, take that gamble, because, yeah, if he goes to somewhere like St. Louis, that pick's going up. Because there's sure. not really a around. bad pitching ballpark. That that? Would, there's not a bad pitching ballpark that's where he's going to land. Yeah. I mean, if he en- yeah, he could go back if he, though. If he and ends up fine. in Cincinnati, get a four-five ERA this year. Whoever goes back, mm-hmm. yeah, he's in him specifically, right? Yeah, he's put up a couple mid fours, and he always seems to come back. That defense is bad; it's going to remain bad. If he, if I drafted Nola and I did get quote unquote, you know, get stuck with him going back to Philly, I pick sixty to seventy. I don't, I don't hate that. It's not ruining. We were me. taking him in the top forty five this year. And the skills have not changed that much where honestly I wouldn't be that uncomfortable but the conditions have first year free agent, probably a new place. I mean even Garrett Cole wasn't immune point. to that suffering. It's a good point. And shout to uh, Colton and Wolfman, their smart system that talks about like not that. paying for year one of a big contract. I'm very much in on that with them. So but that that changes good, drive down the price. Bit. I'm totally what if fine he goes back advantage. to Philly like maybe has better results in Philly just because like of variance, right? Because yeah. like, or maybe given what he defense. did in Philly, he could have had like a three seven or a four four. He's the Alex Rios of pitchers. Every other year, he's good. Oh, wow, wow, that was a bomb. Yeah. Was, I don't even know if that's slanderous. That was, it's that not. It's, it's interesting. Not. I like that. Alex Rios was an all star, and then he'd be awful, and then he was an all star, no, and then he'd be awful. And what do you call the every other year? Saber Hagen yeah. Magic. Yep, I've been using but that. But that's that's a that's old Razzball. Alex Rios. But I think, but I think that Lexicon. Hang on, there's like nine conversations going on. The one, one thing that's interesting is like you're you're in DCs now, yep. and you're buying in in a DC. You're trying to buy innings. A draft lot. champions, fifty round draft. Yeah, and so you're. Or it's draft and hold. Actually, I think this is a good time to buy him because yeah. they, you buy him low, and like the, the one thing that he'll give you is innings. Yes. Nola, when healthy, obviously he's going to go and out like, there every day. You might get lucky, and those are. What? I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you might get lucky, and you get St. Louis innings. Or, worst case scenario, you'll get Phillies again. Yeah. And that's you what I'm do saying. Some I'll, away I'll or take some the home. gamble now because once St. Louis is locked, if they get him, yeah. price is up at least around yeah. there for sure. Um, yeah. Let's move on to another closer. We're going to skip one Baltimore's of the guys on here. Not that you guys though. read the rundown, but we already talked a little bit of Lazard. Let's go to – oh, wait, what you – No, I'm kidding. Okay. Let's talk Fairbanks. Pete Fairbanks. I know you and I have a lot of uh, disagreements about him. I still think he's a dude. He is a 180P. Despite how things went this year, and, of course, he got hurt again because he literally always gets hurt. Thank you, DVR. You're a hero. I, I – Where's that, noise Where's that sound coming from? There's a giant it's, hole in the wall where the sound is coming from. It, it's, the, the, the noise is coming from Eno. He's spoken like a true father. <laughs> Remember when we used to be the young ones here? That was fun. Yeah, I know. Now we're old. Why these damn children? Uh, but Pete Fairbanks still put up 25 saves this year despite only pitching 45 innings. Uh, 68 strikeouts in those 45 innings. A 180p. 40 pick split, 80 to 129. So the room de- definitely matters. Yeah, of course, I'll start with the Rays guy on Pete Fairbanks. When healthy, is he an unquestioned dude for them? Well, that's a loaded question because the when healthy thing. I understand thing, he's yeah. never healthy, but do they see him as their go-to guy as opposed to how often they usually juggle their main guy? I, I think he is, so I'm wondering if you agree. That's how they've treated him since he's been healthy. I mean, they have absolutely treated him as the, as the closer one. Uh, with everything, it's just the, the win healthy problem. Everything pops up this year. It was the uh, the oblique again, but you know he did turn a 
profit this year. Ever uh, heard of it? <laughs> after, after being drafted? Uh, I mean, literally, I, I play in Fairbanks. nine leagues. I took them in, me. <laughs> took them in ten. Comment. I mean, I had Pete Fairbanks everywhere last year. Yeah. From $3 here at XF, in the XFL draft this time last year to I ended up paying 14 in Tout Wars. Uh, didn't work out so well in that league. I mean, you got uh, 25 saves. Got 25 saves, great ratios and strikeouts. Just wish I had a little more volume to it. For sure. For uh, sure. But, yeah, they absolutely treat him like that. The problem is his body doesn't hold up. I do think it's very room dependent here because when I'm looking at this split, you do see as many on the upper register as you do on the lower register with Fairbanks. You're the low man on the table here. Um, how do you feel about this here, though? Obviously, you were still right that he got hurt. Not that that's a difficult call, but he packed so no. much in the 45 innings. I'll take the L on Fairbanks. Uh, yeah, are, are you I'll moving? absolutely take the L on Fairbanks. I didn't think he'd hold up for a whole season. and. Uh, well, he didn't, but he just put in enough work. He got 25 saves yeah. and pristine ratios. You got what you paid for. You yeah. got your money's worth. So I will take the L on it. But will you I dive still, in this year? I, I still, you know, stand by the thought process. Sure. You know? Um, well, wait. But you're, the injury piece I, would, I was granting yeah. even during our debates – but I think the part about where his not him not being the A guy was where we had a lot of disagreement. Do you do you no, see for him me as it was an all A about it. Yeah, for me it was all about injuries. Okay. It was all about like I didn't think he was gonna make it through the season. Uh I still worry that he's not gonna make it through a season. Sure. But you should I also, yeah. happens every you should year. absolutely yeah. be concerned about <laughs> I also that. think he represents one of the last kind of elite talents at the closer position mm -hmm. in the ADP. And the, so the forty five innings were a career high. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dunking on his three-year-old in the pool? No, his uh, three-year-old dunked on him yeah, in the pool. <laughs> I'm out. I'm actually out. Yeah. What a loser. I would slam it back in that kid's face. So, so But, I, yes, you are, you are absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. I would only throw in, uh, you know, in deeper. Like, if you're if you're playing a draft and hold and you took Pete Fairbanks, and when you're looking at the back half, you're late. Look at Colby White. Colby White was a guy they loved uh, uh, when they drafted him, used him in the bullpen. He came down with – he had to have TJ surgery – early in the spring uh losing the exact date but colby white is somebody they absolutely love in the bullpen uh and so they were thought about him making it up by the end of this past season that didn't happen uh but keep an eye on him and your draft and holds okay so later. colby white colby here's white. where I, here's where i'm going to disagree i don't think you should draft pete fairbanks in a draft and hold because if he does go down there could be seven or eight guys that are spreading the saves and there's no way you're going to have rostered all those guys After years and years and years of 10-plus guys, there were two guys that had but more than two saves for the club. I, I don't know yeah. that you can count on Tampa Bay going that route again. I trust so Tampa for Bay me, For me, one, I only want Fairbanks if he's my second closer. I don't want him That's to fine. be Oh, I would agree my, with that, too. I'm totally he's not a CL1. And I don't want or him third. in a league in which I don't have pickups because I want to be able – to try mm. to churn that second closer spot if I do lose him. You, might, you want to, might want to drop him. Yeah, sure. I did. I uh, I just wanted to share real quick. Yes. I, I asked him. You know, Sarah, ladies and gentlemen. I asked Pete? him. I said, do you ever think that you your we'll stuff oh. is too awesome for your arm to contain? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That's, that's a great question. Did he give you the Did he give you the crazy eyes stare? He was like, "I hope not." 
That is a good way to say why is your arm so bitch made? Yeah. Because like it gives him, you know, it's kind of the compliment sandwich aspect. And this is there. why I don't think he likes the players and not Paul. <laughs> no, he's had two Tommy John surgeries and a bunch of other injuries. Yeah, it's. Uh, it might just be, right? I mean, he might just be too good for his body to withstand it. So much awesomeness. So much awesomeness in one body, just like Justin yeah, over here. Yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo. So, Pete Fairbanks, you've, you've adjusted. We're both still big fans. Let's move on to Max Freed, another injured guy. Great when, when he pitches. Health remains uh, elusive, and it was particularly this year, so it has caused a dip in the market down to pick 73. With a 39-pick split, 60-99 to 99 here. Start with you on Max Freed, Jason. Um, I, I'm not going to ask you if you can rely on him for innings because you don't know any more than, than anybody else does. But coming off a 77-inning season. <laughs> Security? Okay. <laughs> he was still brilliant in the 77 innings. 255 ERA, 113 whip. I'm just kidding. Will you buy and just pray on Max Freed? Uh, no, I won't. Uh, I'd rather fall on a liquid sword. <laughs> no, but it's all liquid serious. swords. <laughs> don't ask, that. please. <laughs> no, with, I mean the uncertainty is I'm as committed to Max Freed as Atlanta seems to be, which is not very. Uh, you know, they have there hasn't been any ex- uh, talk about let's do a long term deal. Uh, we don't know what the arm injury is gonna. We don't know what the situation with the arm, uh, the forearm issue. So I'm not. This is one that feels like we're going to get there. He gets into spring. He gets and throws a couple of things, and then we have a problem. So yeah. I'm not – I am fading Max Freed, and I love the pitcher. I just don't love the current – the short-term future. The 99 outlook. is kind of the outlier, Justin. And I know that a lot of talk during the conference this weekend has been about the influx of pitching. So much great young pitching has come in, uh, that there are so many different options throughout the different parts of the draft. Can you find yourself paying a premium for Max Freed, even though he's on an amazing team and he was excellent when he pitched, or is the risk just too big at pick 73 for Freed? 2018 Justin would do this. True, in the main uh, event. I mean, here's the, I don't necessarily have a problem with Max Freed, where he's going, um, or him generally as a pitcher this year. I mean, he finished the year strong, finished the year healthy. I hate his face. Um, you know, when he came back from the I.L., he had a, you know, he had over a strike on an inning. The walks were down. The home run rate was fine. 315 ERA. I hate his face. But <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Just I, I have an issue with some of the pitchers going around him Let's that I him. just prefer a hell of a lot more. He's going right in front of Logan Webb. Mm-hmm. Going in front of Kodai Senga. Love him. Uh, we just talked about Justin Steele. Yep. Uh, who's going... T- almost 20 picks after him. Bobby, Bobby Miller, Miller going is going 20, 20 picks. picks and I'm after taking him. He's going to be the best Bobby pitcher Miller. I love Bobby and Miller so much. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll take rub my chest, rub his rub him all over him. my chest. I'll take I'll I'll take Zach Eflin going almost 40 picks after. That's like, that's a segue. Uh, like now, that, I don't want like, you to get on the segue. You'll fall off of it, but <laughs> that does segue us. <laughs> <laughs> You that. <laughs> that does segue us into Zach Eflin, who has a 91 ADP, 36 pick split, 77 to 113. He was the guy, of course, I was alluding to with the big wins total that will boost him up. But it was a great breakout season. The problem is, we talked about him this morning, his breakout season for Eflin was still just 177 innings. 
The wins are obviously a factor, but can he be trusted yeah, for innings? Zach Eflin. He was the other. I mean, again, the 177 is the new 197. It's just yeah. a, just That's a new true. reality that we live in. But his legs have always failed him. There's yeah. always been something, and that's where the issue was. But the club clearly liked him when they went out and gave him the largest free agent contract in franchise history. That was the most stunning part of that when yes. that happened last and who, year. And whose contract did he top? I have no idea. James Loney at 321. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, that is vile. Uh, but, no, Eflin, he pitched as they wanted him to. The issue, just like I said, was Steele. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Eno crawled the on the so floor much to steal some of DVR's beer while DVR left. So much of Eflin's value. Uh, so the wins were a huge part of things. And the offense, he benefited from some excellent run support. There were, If you look at how Tampa Bay's offense performed, um, even before what's-his-name did what's-it and had to disappear. Uh, but yeah. a lot of it, there's a lot of things you look at the offense, you're like, wow, how did that come together? I mean, it was pretty easy to see how Texas was able to score, like, 5.8 runs a game. Yeah, that lineup. I still can't figure out how Tampa Bay did it. And I watch that team play every single day. Uh, and so in that kind of case, like, I would be more concerned about Eflin's wins. What did he finish with, 18 and 5? 17 or 18, 17, yeah. like, being a 10 to, a 10 to 12 game winner 16. at top. Uh, with everything. Like, oh, it was only 16. Okay. We should find a way to like, do a rankings where we like minus wins out of it. Where you just like, take the wins out of it? the auction calculator with last year's, like, you know what I mean? Like, but we like minus wins out I, I, I had this idea before, but I couldn't figure out how to do Like, I'm not math smart, so like, I couldn't figure out how to get the dollar ask value Sean. without it. Yeah, we should <laughs> ask you Sean could, or Jeff. You could just not put wins as a category. Yeah, right. Just, like, oh, yeah, yeah, down. yeah. That would be the easy way to yeah, do it. Cause yeah, because I've, I've thought about that too, right? Like but just you take should it out. just ask Sean to do it. Yeah, I was just – Sean could do it in like five seconds. That's actually a great call. But, I mean, the, the so, f- yeah, finish extending guy, I don't know where their club's going to get the innings because you look at – somebody's going to have to throw them, and they're going to ask Eflin to do it because you look at Glass now, and we know they're not going to get more than 120 there. That was uh, his career, Shane Boz right? is coming back, but Shane Boz – anybody know how many career innings Shane Boz has at the major league level? 13. Close, 41. 41. It feels like he's been around the. We feels like we've been drafting him for three Jason, years, but he has 41 innings. Lighter? Jason, can I ask you something? Yeah. How? Why'd you crawl? The question is, why'd you crawl? Because I respect that. People yeah. are against me. I respect. Listen, I was just trying to stay out of the cameras. You know your question. Anyway, my question is. So I didn't succeed, but I tried. Your question. I'm trying to be respectful. Your question. Uh, my question is, Jason, how sexy do you feel about Shane Boz this year? How sexy do I feel about Shane Boz this year? Not very. No. So no. You, Shane Boz doesn't many, make. How many innings do you can give him? How many innings am I gonna get out of Shane Boz? Under a hundred. I was gonna say eighty. Yeah. Why? He has not pitched in like almost two years. What if you want to take those eight innings and rub them all over your chest? (laughs) That may change things, but he's got the layoff. Uh, End of August. End of August. So it's these guys don't. What's my? No, I've said my theory enough. What's what's my approach on Tommy John, guys? No. No, what's my overall you, approach? You on want Tommy him John? to have pitched before, like pitch before you see him again. 
Well, I want be two full eight, years yeah. before this guy's back on my roster. I thought it was 18 months. The velocity's knew. fine at 18 months, but command's never yeah. there. I don't want these guys. Months, yeah. No, but, I mean, here's the thing. So, yeah. wait. He got it He got it late September of 22. So, it's, it's you know, going to be... Give me quite a while. It's he has not done a lot of pitching in two years. The but he. All right. The thi- the, thi- the thing the thing about Boz is if he was on a one second. What's the question from Nick? Bueller's done a workload at the major league level. If you made me take one of them, I would take Bueller over Boz. Because Bueller's done it at the major league level. Go ahead, Justin. If he was part of a more aggressive, Bob? yeah, Boz okay. was more a part of a more aggressive organization in terms of their young pitching to begin with, then I might be more inclined. I'm not saying I'm out on Boz necessarily. I I tried to draft him today. Um, yeah, and he, someone, he was someone already, already taking him. Uh, but I do I do understand why people like Jason would say like no because what if they decide to cap him at 120? Where's your upside then? You know. I mean, they're going to have to find innings from somewhere because Rasmussen not coming back. Springs not they're coming back. back. Yeah. Those yeah, two guys are out. Boz is coming in. They found Zach Littell somehow. You hated like, Zach Littell. I, don't, I, don't pretend that you did. I, I just hate DDR I for spending $4 on Zach Littell. Uh, because it because gave ground. Probably you, too. So, However, can we go back to Eflin real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to Eflin and get your thoughts on Zach Eflin here. I ran the auction calculator without wins, and he was the eighth starting pitcher this year. That's what you got to do. No, he's doing what you have to do. Yeah, no, he used his brain. Run the auction calculator without wins. Why do I have to do it? He already did it. I did it. That's what I did. Yeah, very smart. Very smart. So eight and yes. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I think I, I hope think I, I hope I'm wrong. Zach Eflin is the most underdrafted starting pitcher in fantasy baseball right this minute. Whoa! Whoa! Wait! Whoa! Hold whoa, on. whoa! 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 Sexy whoa. time. Tell us that again. Let's go ahead and uh, record scratch that yeah. one. Record, record, record. Uh, That's, wait, what like the me? fuck was that? <laughs> that was like record, record, record. You think the record scratch sound is record, record, record? <laughs> I was trying. Do it again. Would you rather? No, 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 no. I want to hear the record scratch. You know what it's like? It's like Roy. Whistle, whistle, whistle. Whistle. Did you want me to repeat it? Please, now. We did. We got the amazing sound effect. You'll never get even know that. Zach that was Eflin is the most underdrafted pitcher in the ADP right now. Wow. Ninety-one pick ADP. Zach Eflin, most underdrafted. I like I like the boldness there. Well, I, tell you, like, I, I got think, him for nine dollars per- last year. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly bold. I mean, this you're is saying a- he's the most underdrafted. That seems appropriate. That is like, very much like, a bold. Talking about, we're talking about a guy like, who was like a top all over five your starting pitcher this last year. <laughs> Pitches for a great organization. Now, granted, if you want to say, hey. This is the first year that Zach Eflin has been able to maintain health. Yes. And that's why I'm not in on. I totally understand that. But from a straight skills perspective, dude's a top 10 starting pitcher. I I quite like Eflin, but I did not necessarily see him as being the most underdrafted starter. You didn't even caveat it with, like, in the top 100. You said, I'm saying it. Going right now. I took him $9. So, where are you taking him? I I took Zach Eflin today. Today. In. 
the I got you. eighth round. Yeah, you took him at pick 112. I what put, took you so long? Were you the main Well, player? I already <laughs> had Strider and Burns. You're talking about Eflin as my number three starter. True. And That's I already had Josh thing. Hader. Uh, as my first closer off the well, board, you are so, like, I didn't. Fire again. But he kept <laughs> dropping, and so I like, kind of get with that, I'll just man. Like that, right? third pitcher. Like, oh no, I love messing your SP three. Zach Eflin as your SP three feels great. Oh, yeah. uh, you yes. got him low past ADP. On you right Honestly, now. you're one pick away from the max. Oh uh, no, I I started uh, with pocket aces uh, with Strider Burns. That's gonna uh, come back to hurt you. That's, yeah, that's I'm a sure. venereal disease. Oh my god. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I heard about that. <laughs> We've got a few minutes left. I didn't left. know about this personally. Oh. We're going to skip the last guy. Oh, right, I, I, I just got a question <laughs> via question. text from yeah. the crowd. And the question is, who would, you ra- who would you rather have this year, Boz or Taj Bradley? Yeah. Uh, I'll take, I know, I'll I'll take Bradley. I know who asked that. <laughs> Bradley. I'll take Bradley. Bradley. Uh, Okay, I my said, show I'm with you, Bradley, Todd baby. Bradley or Shane Boz? Who wants Shane right, Boz? Right. Who wants oh. Taj Bradley? Bradley, baby. Can I? That's kind of evil. Give me that fastball. Can, 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 can I? Can I? Can I? Hang on, hang on, Bradley. hang on, hang on. Okay. Go ahead. I think if you are drafting up, in a 15-team league, which you and I, I normally you. draft, you should draft Taj Bradley because there are going to be probably more innings in terms of an overall workload. But oh, if you're drafting in a standard 10 no. or 12 team no. league, no, league it's hard. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You have Taj Bradley. You just have anxiety. You have anxiety, and it's just like, oh, he's just really great oh, for like wait, one why, inning. Why, then he's so bad. Wait, 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 this is he's why like. Why is there anxiety with Boz? Have you because Boz is really good. Is like almost the same. <laughs> Do you, you know what? <laughs> you know what I just had Boz a feeling so of is like when I had a podcast no. and someone came Boz and dropped good. some stuff on it. The last time we it. saw Boz pitch, we have not seen Boz pitch since he's come back. They usually come back pretty surgery. much the same. Look at you. Sit down for a second. Oh my god. No, you sit down. I gotta see. Look, the way he was grabbing. Don't take it with you. Don't take it with you. Baza's fastball and slider both absurdly elite. It was at, it was in August of 22, the last time we saw. I it. understand. We a lot of times it. guys come back from this. I'll, I'll put it this way. I mean, first of all, I am saying 12, not 15 sure. this way. But Taj Bradley is someone that is a cherry bomb and that I don't trust his command whatsoever. Anyone that had Taj Bradley this year, he's what I call a hipster, like headache-inducing pitcher, stifling the entire roster. You didn't know if you wanted to drop him or hold him the entire way. Believe me. I and the whip is terrible, and it's it's so stressful. I don't want to believe in Bradley getting enough command that I actually want to hold on to this. That is the feeling I want to avoid the most as a fantasy manager, not knowing what to do with a player. At least with Boz, I'll know what to do. I won't with Taj Bradley. Yeah, you get to put Boz okay. in the IL. All right. It'll be fine. <laughs> You get to put well, Boz on the IL. Matt Thompson now. So, so I'm pro pro Boz. Boz has three pitches yes. that we've seen to be above average to plus. Bradley has one. One pitch. We were we were poo pooing over Justice Steele having two pitches. Bradley's yeah. got one. No, that's a fair critique. And um, and and I mean, what's the ADP for Boz? They're like right by each other. Are so they? Whatever Boz's is, that's what okay. uh, that's what Bradley's is too. I'll I mean, Boz is sec. pick. 222. Yep. That's all day. Oh my god. Bradley is 221. Literally right next to him. What a question. What a question. question. Hell of a question. Yeah. DVR saying Boz should go pick 140. So a lot of love for Boz. Go ahead, Matt. Finish your thoughts. No, no. I I I, Boz 
is going to be 18 months removed from TJ on opening mm. day. I do. I this do spring, like that. he should have no restrict. Like, in theory, no re- no restrictions. He should be full go. I've got a I counter. I've got fair. a counter question since we have Matt I, up here. I know here. you're a Ray guy. I know you're. You know. I'm no. I'm trying to think of a non-floor humping bet to make here. <laughs> Hold on, be, before, before you. I, I'm I, not humping a floor. Since, Regardless, since, you can tell me the sun's gonna come up tomorrow. I'm still not betting you because I'm not humping the floor. Yeah. So. So, <laughs> like, so since we have uh, since now, we Justin, have Matt up here yeah. and Matt is uh, my go-to prospect guy. Um, would you rather have Shane Boz this year or Brandon Fett going fought, at pick fought. two or fought going pick two thirty five? Shane Boz. Fought. Wow. Shane Boz. Wow. wow. Okay. A lot of Shane Boz. I, I, I swear, I, I'm telling you, uh, the upside for Shane Boz is legitimately top twelve, top fifteen starters. I, I fell in love with him out here. Saw him at the fall league, relieving, yeah. throwing hundred mile an hour BBs. Well, yeah, and, I was and, you a know, big fan. Can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, go ahead. So I saw him pitch in the Midwest League years ago before they took before they took Kane County away from me. He's a motherfucker. He's he's like he, he, he got ejected. Great. He was he was throwing a shutout with eight strikeouts, and the umpire missed a blatant call, and he looked at me and goes, "Huh?" And the umpire threw him out of the game. Was his dad there to back him up? I've you heard seen his dad? About that. Yeah, I've, I've seen his that. His dad's a tank. But <laughs> he's a motherfucker. A like, father. he's a guy, like, if someone gets hit off of him that shouldn't, he's a fiery guy. Taj Bradley's not that type. I mean, that's Correct. true. I would say, that I mean, doesn't ju- matter in anything, but that's sure, my sure, preference. Sure. No, I, I, I would I say just, Justin's points are valid. Even in a 15, it's where you're trying to find options. In a 12, you can stream out. I'm not as adamant about this in a, in you, a 12. You guys are but in a, in a f- only format or a 15-team format, I want the guy that I know that that, is, that has shown yeah. volume, and Boz has just not done yeah. that. And yes, I know what his three pitches looked like before he got hurt, but we have not seen that guy pitch since coming back from surgery. I, and I just these worry guys that sometimes the Rays might say it's his first season back. He's a huge part of our future. We're going to cap him at one ten, and one ten. They just might not have the ability to do that though. Yeah. That decision could be made for him, but like he may come back and and. Four innings, you know, three innings, four innings, and they yeah. build him up to that point, uh, yeah, to that. Because that's, remember, that's contractually, true. he's still really cheap yep. because he hasn't. He's league men. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's league men. League men, Shane Boz. <laughs> no, not that's true. Your rotation, but it's not a free pick either. Two twenty-two. I mean, it's not free, players are still going around there. A lot of guys in that range don't give you full seasons, though. Yeah. True. That's fair. Well, yeah, who's around that? But, I, well, we Brian, mentioned Bradley, Brian Bayo, Ryan Bayo teammate Bayo. Aaron Savali, um, the aforementioned Tristan Vaughn, McKenzie, Eovaldi, Eovaldi's yeah. right there. Okay. Okay. So that's a fun yeah, <laughs> I'm a big Bayo guy right there, too. I'm, I'm going to take Bayo over Boz, I think, for sure. I don't know that I would, actually. Yeah, I like love, Bayo, but his inconsistency is... Just as I love the boss hype as long as everybody else is buying them and not me. Yeah. Um, all right. So as we wrap up, uh, we got time maybe for another question or two. If anybody has one. All right. We can keep going. Anybody have any questions? <laughs> Kyle Gibson <laughs> is the light of my life. Oh. All right. Kyle Gibson. Uh, let's do. Do 30 minutes on Kyle Gibson first, then we'll get to the Stroman. Is that how long it takes to cut grass these days? Yes. All right. <laughs> No, uh, Marcus Stroman, obviously uh, free agent, opted out, right? 
the news news dropped today. I really want to see where Stroman ends up. I think the infield defense is really, really important to him. Chicago did a great job helping him last season. So, I mean, just because he opted out doesn't mean he can't re-sign there. Uh, he seemed True. comfortable in that location. But for me, he's one of those guys. So, like, I do my own projections. I've talked about them. 321 ADP, by the way, for Stroman. Uh, what? But he's so low. So cheap. He, he's very, very cheap, but if he ends up in a, like, you know, if he ends up in Philadelphia. Why not? Are we feeling as comfortable with Marcus Stroman? I am still. I Why not? With that offensive support and the improved it's defense just, in Philadelphia, I would love Marcus Stroman there. I just Stroman can't there. get hurt by 321. Well, I. Yes, I do. I absolutely I love. do. I love Christopher yeah. Sanchez. I love but Christopher Sanchez. I'm kind of on a wide vote. Christopher Sanchez brought me curse I'll take the veteran guy <laughs> with the Honestly, with the upside arm and kind of pair him there because 321 here for Stroh. Right I mean, there. that is whew, that but, is very very cheap. I did not realize he was going that cheaply. Really but yeah, where he lands obviously will play a big role in it. But at neutral, um, I'm definitely in. And again, even a bad spot like Philly, I'm paying 321 for Stroh. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Fair enough. Can you do the rest of my work that I have to do? <laughs> yeah, but, I'm not. Uh, I'm not taking that question. Yeah, so that's my Twitch stream, my box score Twitch stream uh, that I do. You know, a few mornings a week. I try to do it more consistently, but this other work, jeez. Uh, but yeah, okay, I'll, I'll commit to three a week. How about that? We, we oh, we got DVR. Where'd you get that hat from? Where'd I get this hat online? I like that hat. Thank Jen. you. I like that Are you hat. making fun of me? No, I oh, like the you. hat a lot. Thank you, I appreciate at, it. I'm wearing bright stuff. It's man. beautiful. Yes, uh, I just got online. I'm, I'm actually very disappointed. I got that red. The only person that wore our sleeper and the buster. Yeah, you're you're on brand. Man. I'm very this? much on brand. Yeah. I mean, Mine I'm, still stinks of you for my celebratory bath. Yes, I'm, it should. I'm wearing striped pants. I'm still on brand. You're wearing striped pants. How, wait, wait. My kids second, dump second my question. kids dump strawberry yuho on me, and my shirt still smells. I can't get the smell out of it. Oh. Oh. You know, jealous I a, much? I got a funny story about that. One time I uh, you have I've, a funny story about how I smell. Not you, but I. This was years ago, yeah. and I was texting a girl that my bed smelled like her, and I texted one of my best friends. It's like a John Mayer song. In a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A compliment. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. I don't have any ribs. We've Don't worry actually about had this conversation yeah. on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I, I sent the message to one of my friends, and uh, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. I called him. He's like, what the fuck was that text? Like, my bed does not smell like you. He handled it in stride. It was pretty good. But, yeah, you know, you, sometimes you mix up who your bed smells like. It happens. <laughs> Ridiculous. Man, that's not... It did happen. That's Palazzo shit. That's real good. <laughs> this is, this is, funny enough, this is the second time we've had that story on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a staple. Yeah. I listen to stuff more often. Yeah. What, uh, any other questions? <laughs> well, where'd you get the hat from? Oh, like, oh online. I just ordered on Amazon. Just Amazon. Yeah, I got pink one. Red one, and blue one, and a gray one. Uh, the second question was, how many pairs of Adidas track pants have you purchased in your lifetime? I currently have 32. Holy shit. <laughs> Is that a legit number? I coach yeah. soccer, and I had half that many. <laughs> That's amazing. I've got different ones for different occasions. 32. That's awesome. I need a bigger bag so I can bring more, have a wider range. No, you got like the Gene Lynch outfits. thing going on. Like, you, you know. Follow-up question. Awesome. Do you not know how to do laundry? Or? Of course I do. Okay, I'm just they're different well, colors. Easier to they're do laundry that way because they're yeah, all you same only have fabric to do it every and once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was, I was just, like, I was just gonna ask that. 
He just goes to the Adidas store and says, yes. You think I'm joking, but absolutely I do. I have ones that are better for outdoors. They got a little bit he more of like uh, roughness to them that I wore to like concert festival. Yeah, I got I got things for different occasions for sure. Absolutely. Still a few uh, Holy Grail colors I can't find. I can't find purple ones. Purple? Pur purple. They're only in women's. Uh, no, 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 they're not. I got you. I live in the Midwest, Northwestern University. I can probably get you some purple Let's ones. Let's get that done because that's, that's my Holy Grail that right way, now. I got you. And um, uh, brighter orange. I have burnt orange because of Congrats Texas. Congrats on the big Tennessee, Tennessee orange. Exactly. I've looking for those, oh, too. Seven, that's what I'm looking for. If you find them, set me I got up. you. We can, we can get yeah. the trade going. So, yeah, those are my Holy Grail colors. Yeah, lost it by 12 points. I love Britain. We're wrapping up here. Any other questions about pants or who my bed smells like? Currently just me right now because I'm the only one sleeping in it. What? I don't know, man. We, you originally told that story because, and I, I'm going to tell the story now because we're at FPAS, and the story came up originally because of FPAS. It did? I was talking with Brent Hershey about FPAS and, you know, that I was coming and stuff like that. And then I thought I was sending a message to my wife about how much I appreciated her butt, oh. but I accidentally sent it That's to Brent right. Hershey, That's right. um, oh who was very, very nice about it. Accidentally. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very nice about Brent it, uh, but very, it was a very awkward moment. That's amazing. I wish I could have seen Brent's face. I mean, it wouldn't have changed. He keeps, yeah. you know, he keeps yeah. a great poker mm -hmm. face, but that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Any other questions as we wrap up? I'm counting over the 2,500 people, and I think we're good. That's a wrap, folks. James Gale, our intrepid producer for the entire podcast room. Thank you so much, James. You are the Thank man. You, James. Thank you, James.